back to the Get Your Happy on Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, we back, y'all. 93.7 The Ticket to Get Your Happy on Hour. Man, we having a good conversation with my son here, T-Bull. You know, I was listening to all the stuff you've done. And I kind of want to know, I want you to share with everybody. I know, but I want you to let everybody else know what you're doing now, man. Before I get into that, I want to go back to that because we talked about the humble story that, okay. I, that I was going perfect, that I was perfect. Gonna tell. And it goes all the way back to, I don't even know what grade I'd be in, but I was playing rookie midget football. Okay. And uh, I remember the play. I don't even know why I remember this, but I got the hand. I was running back, got the hand off, ran right nothing ran left nothing ran back right and because i was faster than everybody i kind of took off and, and i was gone well about 30 yards left to the end zone i got my finger in the air like this. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm still i still got work to do and so i ended up scoring or whatever and you know i'm however old so it's not that big a deal but after the game you was like hey you know that 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 was my first memory of the whole be humble you know, act like you've done it before, right, that type of right. thing. And, and that's honestly something that, you know, that story, that message I've tried to carry yeah. from that from that moment on. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, I, I think the reason why I pointed it out was because when you have success, sometimes uh, when you're not humble, uh, it's sometimes, not always, sometimes when you – say you have an injury or you don't have a good game. For some reason, we always remember when you weren't humble, you know, that sticking your finger up and still got 30 <laughs> yards to go. Now, granted, you know, I mean, it, it, it looked at kind of, you know, it looked at impressive, but it just kind of like it was a way that like you were shaming everybody else. And you was already shaming them because you don't ran around for <laughs> – you know, ran to the right. left, you know, ran to the right, you know, and then you turn around and, and break it the whole way. Uh, I didn't think crossing the 50 with your finger in there was, <laughs> was the smartest thing. So I just wanted to bring it to your attention. That's all it was. No, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. But back to your original question, uh, what I'm doing now. Yeah. So I spent last season, uh, the last basketball season, coaching the women's team at Nebraska Wesleyan. I was the interim head coach. Okay, okay. And, and that well, whole, let me before you go any further on that. That had that had to be a different for you because you've never coached women before. You you know I mean, I I I uh, I had the the pleasure of attending some of the games, <laughs> and it was it was different to watch you coaching females. So how how was that experience for you? Different is is probably the easiest, most understatement of 2023. (laughs) But it was definitely different. But it honestly made me, I feel, a better coach because my communication level had to be so much more detailed. Correct. And and so much more uh, articulate. And I had to make sure that we were all on the same page. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I did, you know, this crazy, amazing flawless job right? right i learned a lot about myself in the year as well but it is definitely different there's just different ways to go about 
mm-hmm. criticism, critiquing, um, how, how you can address your team, yeah. all these different Constructive things. criticism has got to be different when you're coaching females versus males. Yeah, very much so. And, and you know, I've, I've played for, so I played for Coach Hanson, who was the nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he got on you, but for the most part, you know, I'm going to say he had a little bit of what you described to me Coach Osborne had. Yeah. You know, a little bit of that soft-spoken, just talking yeah, to you. Yeah, right. And, and I played for screamers that I that woke up mad at breakfast. Right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. And, they get out of bed on the wrong just, side every day. Just angry. Like, they sit in their office, like, what can I yell about today? Right, right. right and right, so I've, right. I've seen them both. And, and so the, the, the challenge – about this season, not only was the switch from the men's to the women's side, but it was the timeline in which it happened. Right. You know, my team went a month of school not knowing who their coach was going to be. Uh, and gotcha. so, you know, September 15th, when it's announced that I'm going to be the head coach or the interim head coach, uh, you know, we have one team meeting. We do uh, a non-basketball team outing just to kind of be around each other. And then we have to go another month before we can even get on the floor. So, mm-hmm. so they they were just kind of put in a tough situation. Right, right. But I give them credit, and because they bought in, they yeah. they really did. They bought in, and they had every reason not to. And right. that makes me that much more excited about moving forward. Okay, so after you went through this first season, uh, they took the interim label off is that correct they did they offered me the full-time position in which I accepted and so now it's about recruiting and improving that roster okay Okay. because how many people can you have on your roster I'm just curious at that level technically you can have as many as as many as you want because you can have a JV program oh gotcha gotcha you know for example our men's team has their varsity team which won a national championship in 2018 finished third in our in our league this past season there there's i don't know 15 to 18 people on that team Mm -hmm. and then they have another eight to ten that are on their jv program now if i and correct me if i'm wrong because i don't know this part but i'm i'm just curious uh you're not allowed to give scholarships is that so in the traditional sense that you and I recognize uh, scholarships, that is correct. We can't give you a full-ride athletic scholarship. Okay. We can't give you partial athletic scholarships. Where we give our scholarships and where we have to get creative is on the academic side. Okay. And so by identifying student-athletes that are doing well academically and are maybe from a certain area, we can kind of get creative and try to put together a competitive package to get the type of student athlete that we're looking for. I got you. I got you. So academics, you can get a little break there, but as far as just a full athletic or scholarship, that's, you, you no, don't do that, and that's not a Nebraska Wesleyan thing. That's a Division three thing. Div- okay, so I got you. It's okay. not that we're handicapped against all the other teams that we're going against. Yeah, that's that's the that's the bet everybody sleeps in. Right, right. right? And so um, that's why you're not going to hear me complain about it one bit. Well, I saw you was down there at them girls' state championship Man. playoffs, trying to trying to do a little looking around. Man, first games at eight forty five or or seven forty five. Last games at 8.45 or 9, so 9 o'clock. That's PM, all day. All day. All day. But I, 
I'm not complaining about it one bit. I signed right. up for this. Right. Uh, I enjoy it. Okay. You know, it the the recruiting part, the relationship building part, which is important on both men's and women's, but even more so on the women's side because, you know, they tend to decide earlier. Right. You know, yeah, where they make their mind up a little, a little soon, quick, a little yeah. sooner because of you know this coach reached out. I connected with this coach, and there's a lot less level chasing, is what I call it, right. which. I don't say that in any negative light because I myself wanted to play at the highest possible level that I could. Right. Even to a point where I would disregard fit, I want to just play at the highest level possible. Right, right. right. And so um, that's just – there is a little bit of that on the women's side, but it's more so about the relationships and, and how they feel uh, they'll be treated and what their experience will be like. And that's even more so true – um, at our level because of the athletic scholarship part that you just mentioned. Now, uh, I was just sitting there thinking, you brought in an assistant coach too. Is he going to? So he, he's not going to return next year. He's going to go try to get a little bit closer to home. He's from Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. And so um, he was at Northwest Missouri uh, a season, obviously not this past season, but the prior season before. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of caught him literally luck of the draw, struck gold, um, just the timing just so happened to be right where he was available. And so uh, he was able to help me out and buy me some time for that year. But okay. um, I, he has he has goals. He wants to get a little closer to home. I got you. So uh, are you looking for another assistant? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I would love to uh, I would love to get three coaches on that sideline with me. So have four total okay. um, to do so. There's going to have to be some creative, you know, stipend type things and, and, and maybe get a volunteer that just is either already in the in the city and okay. wants to be involved or somebody young trying to jumpstart their coaching career and just kind gotcha. of get that on their resume. But um, but yeah, I just want to I just want to give these girls the the best opportunity to be successful. Um, not only because of kind of everything they have been through in the last 365 days, right. but just because I know how important my college experience was to me and who I am now, mm-hmm. and I want them to have that same thing. How many returning players do you have? So we had 15 on the roster last year. 14 of them were coming back. Oh, cool. So I got, okay. I got pretty much my entire team back. I graduated one senior. Okay. Uh, I have another senior uh, who could have graduated but chose to uh, use her COVID year? Okay. So I mean that in a sense is a little bit of a, a little bit indicative of you know kind of the culture that we're starting to create. Right. Because, right. People uh, are buying. They're buying in. Buying in and, and willing to come back and and that's you know that that's it's what I tell them every day. It's just you got to be a star in your role, right? And right. everybody has different roles, and that's not a basketball thing. That's that's a life thing. Oh, right? absolutely. You, you go get a job at X Y Z first day your role is probably going to be a little different than where you hope it will be but you got to put your time in and right play your part and everybody has that piece so do y'all have like off season so we we do we we have uh, strength conditioning i i can work out with our team until the national championship game of our level which is april 2nd okay so i have a handful that still do um individual workouts with my with with myself um and what we'll do is we'll just you know skill work we're, gotcha. we're, we're just trying to get better individually so if we all can start to hone in on those individual skills collectively we'll get better as well so what do you do after uh the second of april did, did, so did. A- after the second of april technically i can't do it i can give them 
um, the workouts, like if okay. they were to go do it with each other or if their parent can get them in the gym or, or mm -hmm. they have a trainer sometimes they work with, things of that nature. But um, as far as me working out with them, I'm, my hands are pretty tied because of just um, the rules. For, uh, until when? Until... The fall? Until school starts. Wow. Yep. That's a long yeah. time. It is a long time. But then you hope you, again, you hope you have the culture and the leadership on that team that can hold some people accountable. Right. To, to put the time in if we are all working towards the common goal that I hope we are. Okay. Okay. Well, man, I just, I applaud the fact that you took the challenge because I know it is a challenge. And um, I hope you, I wish you the best with getting the coaches you need. So that by the fall, when you are able to get back out there with them, then y'all can, you know, put together a decent season, man. Because I've seen a lot of games. I mean, I watched a lot of them games this year. You guys were there at the beginning. It just like seemed like you would have difficulties toward the end of the game. Yeah, and there's some truth to that. You know, we, we had our fair share of slow starts also, yeah. that being said. Uh, but, you know, when you think about it, and again, not making excuses – we had to try to figure out each other starting October 15th, starting from absolute zero. Right. I had no idea did I have five guards, did I have ten tall. So kind of did what we had to do to get through that first year, and we're looking forward to this next season. Well, hey, I tell you what, man. We're going to take a quick break. This will be the last break, but don't go nowhere. We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket to get you happy on now with Tyler Bullock, y'all.